Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. The way that a lot of women are brought up is to kind of just like, be more reactive and in business it's really just so important to be proactive and that's and to to just like figure out what you want and ask for it and say it as early as you can and just have a clear goal welcome to the earn your happy podcast i'm Lori harder founder of the bliss project three-time fitness world champion fitness expert and cover model turned self-love junkie lifestyle entrepreneur and author Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Oh my God, you came back. Okay. 
We're back, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm always so excited that you come back to the show over and over and to whether it's to get your dose of happiness or to get your dose of inspiration or your dose of practical tools to make your dream and happiness happen. I'm so excited to be that person for you. So I especially would love to meet you if I am coming to your city on round two of my book tour, because that is one of my favorite things is when I actually get to meet you in the flesh and we get to have an awesome conversation in person. So if you live in Atlanta, Austin, Chicago, or Nashville, I hope that you're coming to the book tour because it is going to be so much fun. And I might have some serious surprises in some of those locations. So you definitely want to get there, especially if you want to meet your girl tribe. Like if you live in or around those cities, it is insane. You guys, I have so many women who are like, I had no idea there were this many awesome women in my city. Like connections have been made. Life is moving forward. Businesses are moving forward. Friendships are moving forward. Don't miss out. Go to a tribe called bliss.com right now to grab your ticket. We sold out of every location last time. So you want to reserve this right now, not to stress you out, but go right now. Now, now, just kidding. Okay, here we go. So today I have some awesome ladies on the podcast. Speaking of book tours, they have a new book out and I'm really excited about it. So these women came on my radar last year and I love following their Instagram. It cracks me up. It's raw. It's honest. It's real. They're bringing a lot of some of the heavier matters into the light and they are bringing attention to them and they're also bringing light to it. Feels much like talking to your girlfriend when no one else is around after about three glasses of wine. And if you know me, you know I enjoy that kind of humor. So I got completely lost today down a rabbit hole that I talk about on their Instagram, just laughing and having a great time. So I give so many props to what these women have done at such a young age. And as you'll hear, in the interview, you're going to want to listen to this because if you really listen to how they have pieced this together without feeling like they knew what they were doing, that in and of itself is so powerful. So on the show today, I have the Betches. Yes, the Betches. <laughs> the Betches is a multi-platform media company for millennial women to experience comedy and empowerment in an honest environment. It was founded in 2011 by Cornell University alumni Aileen Cooperman, Samantha Fishbein, and Jordana Abraham. The company was launched as a blog with the core column, Betches Love This. Betches has since expanded to become a robust digital destination that boasts a strong social media presence through their cult Instagram with more than, ready, 6.2 million followers. You guys, this is these were not celebrities. These were just three friends. Okay, you dig? So we can do this. So at Betches, two New York Times bestselling books, I Had a Nice Time and Other Lies, and Nice is Just a Place Found in France. Or is that Nice? <laughs> E-commerce platform, shop Betches, and vast editorial content, including multiple pop culture, political, and news-centric podcasts and video. So you guys, they have a new book out right now. You can go to betches.com to go and check that out. 
And also, let's just get started on this conversation. So we are missing one of the amazing ladies because she was not feeling good today, but we do have two of them. So I loved this conversation and here we go. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the show. I'm so incredibly excited to have you on. And you guys, everybody who is listening, we have three amazing guests today. So I was super excited to have you on. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. So we're missing Aileen, but we have... Samantha and Jordana. And you guys, if you just want to say a quick hello so that we can kind of see if we can differentiate from your voices on the podcast. Sure. I'm sure. I'm I'm Samantha. And we're in separate locations at the moment. So if we talk at the same time, we're sorry in advance. All good, you guys. This is awesome. I'm so, so excited to have you on. So uh, Jordana and Samantha, I both have on the podcast today. And you guys are launching an incredible book, which we're going to talk about later. But I just want to tell you guys that I have been down the Betches rabbit hole today. And it was so good because I was kind of having one of those days that like... It's just an off day, you know, when you're like, oh my God, it just, no matter what you do, like everything that normally makes you feel good is not making you feel good. So then I had this podcast and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go down the rabbit hole. I'm going to look at everything on their Instagram. And I ended up like laughing so hard for like two hours because I just watched all of your videos. So not only do I feel like, number one, you guys are amazing and hilarious, but also super informative and honest and real. So I just, I absolutely love what you're doing in the world. And I can only imagine that your book coming out is going to be written in that voice as well. We're always happy when we can um, hear stories like that about um, entertaining people or making them happy or finding everyone we we hope can find something they can relate to somewhere on our, in our content. Mm. So good. So you guys, what is... If you could get, just give us a breakdown, because I know for some people, maybe they, they don't know exactly what you do or they haven't heard of you guys yet. So could you... Which just seems crazy with your six point whatever million person following. But could you just explain and break down a little bit of what uh, what you're all doing within your business right now? Okay. So Betches is a media brand. Our largest audience is on Instagram, which may be the rabbit hole that you found yourself yes. in today. <laughs> um, but we try, but we try to um, be cross-platform. We have eight podcasts now across different topics, including wellness, dating, careers. Now, along with this, with our third book, pop culture, celebrity. We're coming out with a true crime podcast, news and politics. We have an online store called Shop Betches where we sell, you know, fun shirts and gifts and that sort of thing, like cool stuff for bachelorette parties and that sort of thing. We started as a website, actually. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe I should have started with that when the three of us were in college together. And basically, what we what we try to do is just take a funny and lighthearted approach to the common topics and lives and lifestyles of millennial female women. Um, and our, our approach is sort of pretty much just kind of like a no BS approach to whatever it is we're talking about, whether that's careers or dating or dieting or politics. That's pretty much what we try to do. And we really try to be a space where people can be 
really honest with each other and feel entertained. And like you said, just, you know, have a good time when you come across our content. So I was reading um, a bit about the the start of your business in a Forbes article that I absolutely loved. And just talking about how you all got started and what your intention was in the beginning. And really, it's kind of sounds like you started just mostly putting content out. And you could you share a little bit about how you guys all got started together and what was the intention from the beginning, but how has it changed to now? Sure. So we started again, like in our in our college apartment. Um, at the time that we did start the our first our blog, which was originally called BatchesLoveThisSite.com, it was sort of a counterpart to like this bro culture, which was really big when we started, which was in 2011. Um, and there was all this like the stuff they used to call it frat tire was like Tucker Max, and they were like sort of this glorified bro culture. And we felt that like a female voice was really missing from what was going on in pop culture, even like. The stuff that we would read in magazines generally catered towards women like Cosmo and other stuff was kind of just like a little <laughs> not really like necessarily reflective of what was really going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really started the, the blog as a way as sort of like an outlet for us to comment on the world around us, sort of the ridiculous things that we were doing and that our friends were doing um, that we didn't really think was like represented anywhere else. Oh, I love it. And obviously that's why people relate. And you know, you guys are I I think you're like 27, 28, 29 like around that age range. So I'm 37 and I'm like I wish I could tell you guys that it changes in 10 years, but it totally <laughs> it totally doesn't. It's the same conversations in a lot of the the same language and I was like this is amazing because you just it's literally like talking to a best friend, which helps it feel so relatable. And I also think you absorb it more, which is what so many people want to work with and what they want to hear. So that's why just so much of what you're saying, especially in your new book, which I want you guys to chat about. Why did you pick this topic for your book and why right now? Um, So this is actually our third book. Um, Our first book came out in 2013. And we wrote that Pretty shortly after starting, you know, within the year or two after starting Betch's our original website, um, and that was sort of like a satirical guide to life. And then our second book was a dating book, and now our third book is about careers. And the reason, I mean, so we've always sort of written about what we know and kind of correlated with where we where we were in life. So it's pretty, I think, appropriate that our first book out of right out of college was a satirical guide to life because we didn't necessarily know what we were, you know, so much about life at that point. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as we got older, we're more serious about relationships and dating. That was, you know, the time, the appropriate book for where we were in terms of where we were in life. And then our third book is now about careers because we, you know, so we've we've grown Betches not just as a brand but as a as a business and a company. Um, we now have seventeen or soon to be eighteen full time employees. You know, we've made a lot of mistakes along the way, and we've learned a ton from this experience. And we feel like we now have we actually have something to say about about careers. So we think that you know we we wouldn't want to write about something that we didn't feel like we could really weigh in on in a meaningful way. But we feel like now we have that experience and are able to. 
So in order to have the type of business that you guys have right now for where you're at and your, you know, your age to be so young as well, which is absolutely amazing and exciting. What were some of the sacrifices that you feel that you've had to make, especially in your twenties? So maybe compared to maybe say other people in the, the same age range, especially, I can only imagine some of the sacrifices. So for you guys, what are some of the things that you have really felt like if you were to share with somebody that would be important for them to focus on if they want to have a big career? Right. Well, I mean, when we started, uh, when we started while we were in college, so in some ways that was a little bit beneficial for us because we didn't really have any bills to pay. We didn't have any, you know, dependents, anyone really like counting on us to make money. So we were lucky in that we got to focus a lot more on the content. But that being said, I mean, like it was tough the year after we all lived at home and luckily we lived close to each other on Long Island. So we could work together on this without having to pay any rent or anything like that. But it definitely was tough in the beginning before we were really monetizing, just kind of having to uh, watch, you know, friends who were had quote unquote real jobs, like be able to like move out of their move out of their parents' house, move into the city and do things and that was like a little bit more delayed for us, which at times could be disheartening. But um, eventually we kept at it and um, wound up making money and you know it, it did pay off in the end. So so do Luckily. you think that was <laughs> do you think that that was that that's a super important part for somebody who wants to get started in a business, maybe something somewhat similar to yours is just to create content because it sounds like you guys got to focus so much on content that that created some clarity or is it more just about taking action? Like what would be the first most important part, do you think? One of the, I think even kind of before you start making content or dive into a business, maybe the most important thing to do even before that is like really taking an honest look at what you're good at mm. and what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way you're not just sort of like, because let's say you're really amazing at making content, but maybe some of the other aspects you know, might be involved in whatever endeavor you're doing, you're not great at. So figuring out how to close those gaps and create a plan is something that I think would really benefit a lot of people because uh, not everyone sort of can fall into what they end up doing in the way that we did. But I think that let's say, let's say we hadn't, you know, taken this path, it would have definitely been really beneficial to have a plan um, and to fill in some of those gaps for ourselves. So just really taking an honest look at what you can do very easily and can be really successful at naturally versus what you you know, aren't so good at and ways that that might become a problem later. Planning, I think, is really important. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, what were the parts that you guys loved to do? And I'm sure they might be different for both of you. And what were the things that really felt challenging? Uh, I think I could probably speak to Zen on this one too, and that we really in the beginning just loved the writing. Every post that we put up, we would just like meticulously like run through to make sure it was like so funny and so pointed. And that was always kind of our favorite thing was getting to post that and then get in real time reactions to that um, and really get to see people like relate to the content that we were putting up. All of that was, was definitely something we were like loved, loved doing. Challenges in the beginning were definitely the fact that we weren't really like business people. Um, none of us really majored in anything uh, business related. And it was tough for us to figure out, okay, we have this great following. We have this this great content. How do we turn this into a business? How do we turn this into something that we can do every day and actually earn a living off of? 
Mm, I think that's such a that is such an amazing. You talk a lot about just really being self aware in order to figure out you know what direction you should be going. Um, so when you talk about not you know how to monetize, so, so often we can find things that we love or that we enjoy, but then sometimes we can feel pigeonholed, like uh, learning how to monetize what that thing is that we enjoy. So what was that for you guys that made you go? Okay, here's what we love, but did you ever find that maybe you were trying to force money from an area that didn't feel right and then maybe you had to pivot? Um, I think a good example of this, so we pretty much... Most of our revenue is from advertising in one way or another, whether it's on a podcast or it is on Instagram or on the website. And that's sort of always how it's been. Mm -hmm. Um, But an example of this is... And right now, we, we do have an e-commerce arm that I mentioned earlier, Shop Betches. But this is actually the second iteration of Shop Betches because we started in, I think, 2013. We had like, we opened our first e-commerce site. It was called BS, it was called Shop BSCB, um, which stood for, um, that, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. Yeah, S word, crazy bet, batshit crazy bet, which was kind of like a throwback to an old to one of our original posts. But we, you know, we had outsourced it, and we didn't really necessarily know what we were doing when it came to ecom. You know, it was kind of like a rough draft of what we have now, so that didn't necessarily come naturally to us. But when we tried it again, we had a, a stronger handle on what we wanted that e-commerce brand to look like, and it was much more successful the second time around. So I want to talk about the just how you guys found your voice because it's so it, it it feels and seems so authentic to all of you and just to be able to say whatever you're thinking and whatever you're feeling. So I can only imagine how that's benefited where you're at and what you're doing and how to connect with people. But I can imagine that at one point maybe it was scary to really fully step into that. Because obviously, there's a lot of criticism either way. But can you guys tell me about was there a decision factor when you were like, okay, this is just, we're just gonna be like, we're gonna be totally real, especially with eight podcasts? Like, I can only imagine sometimes do you get nervous, like unleashing certain things. Right. Well, in the beginning, that was definitely a big fear of ours. Like, we did wanna say what we were thinking, we did wanna say things that no one else was was saying. Um, in the beginning, we were anonymous because we were like, what if people can't really handle what we're saying? What yeah. if uh, we're too offensive and this doesn't work and then we want to get real jobs and then this stuff is all over the internet? Mm. Uh, no one will ever hire us. Um, so mm-hmm. it was definitely a big fear of, uh, of ours. But the more content we put out, the more instead of getting like a negative reaction, we got people who were saying, oh my God, like someone is finally saying this. This is like so true. This is me. It sounds like my, my sister, my neighbor, my friend. And it was just, it was so relatable that we were eventually like the fear of saying something inappropriate became like that was what our audience expected of us. That was what the audience wanted from us. That was why they came there instead of going to any other female publication. They, they could expect that from us and that's what they wanted. So eventually that fear kind of subsided and we, we were more encouraged to keep, keep doing that and to say, to continue exploring other avenues of where people were thinking things but not saying them out loud. Mm. 
So what do you guys, how do you manage criticism? Because I can imagine with three people, I'm sure it's probably really, well, you have, uh, you know, a lot of people in your company as well, but to be able to process and talk and the power of connection with other women and tribe and to be able to, um, you know, when tough stuff comes up in business or criticism over something you guys have said or done, what do you do when it's kind of like a SOS 911 for any of you who are feeling overwhelmed, hurt, criticized, down? whatever that looks like for you guys. Yeah. I mean, criticism is definitely tough. I think it's something that a lot of women deal with. I think that no matter how successful someone is or how successful they appear, it's something that we're all dealing with that we're all have to kind of like move through. You know, we've been in in this business for so long that, you know, it, it helps to... It definitely hurts, but it also helps to tell yourself that this will pass just like the things in the past have passed. And, you know, a lot of the times the criticism is just something that someone doesn't like, but that we will still stand behind. So what we remind ourselves of is that it's, you know, it's better that people are saying something, even if it's not good, than not saying anything at all. So criticism is is also a way that shows people care. And the worst, there's nothing worse than someone not caring. So that definitely is something that we try to remind ourselves of. Mm. And it also helps that the three of us we're friends and we we work together. So it really, you know, we have that sort of inherent support from each other, which is definitely helpful. Mm. So what do you guys do to really protect and nurture that relationship, especially as friends and business partners? Are you, you know, do you guys uh, openly discuss boundaries? You do contracts. What, what do you do to really make sure that you're nurturing and protecting your relationship? We try to cultivate our friendships that are even just outside outside of the business. So we make sure, you know, we hang out not just at work and when we are hanging out and in a non-work context, we don't necessarily talk about that or we try not to actually, in fact, because then it keeps our friendships like real friendships. Because if we really just talked about work, it really would take away from that thing that people also do love when they either when they listen to us on the podcast or read our writing or anything like that, which would is that it sounds like we're genuinely friends. So we do make a point to create this out of work natural friendship and really nurture that. Mm, Super intentional. So what's the favorite part of what you guys all do every day? Do you guys have favorite parts? I mean, it is fun when we're just kind of like sitting in our office, having like a real conversation about something that, you know, may not have to be work related, but it is work related, uh, like a celebrity or something like that. That's something that we think has really helped us like in this business in general is that the things that we write about and that we create content for are actually things that we genuinely would and want to discuss in our in our actual lives. Mm. So that's... I mean, it, it definitely is a job that affords us a lot of fun things. Do you guys ever hit a wall where you're like, Oh my God, I have no idea what to talk about today. Or is it kind of always flowing for you? That's funny. We were actually writing an Apple Batch Slash podcast uh, this Monday. And we were just like... We really just we can't think of anything to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> so we had that exact exact issue, and really like we almost like work backwards in that sense of like what's going on in the world, like what actually speaks to us, what are what's what's the phenomenon that that we kind of feel like we have an interesting take on. We can usually find something, but there's definitely days where we feel much more creative than other days, and it can be tough to kind of get over that that feeling of like. I just don't have any creative energy today, which sometimes happens. 
Mm, I totally feel you. So going going back, this kind of brings us full circle back to your book again. And it's really for people who want to start a business or who are already in business. Honestly, when I was reading about it, I was like, this is, it doesn't matter what phase of life you are in, because I'm even in a point where, you know, you think you're in your career, but then you start to feel your life pivot again. You start to feel your interests pivot. And it's like, wow, I'm finding myself kind of at square one in all of these new interests. So what are some things, and this is for both of you guys, if you would both answer this, what is a question that you wish more people would ask you that maybe people aren't asking about your business that you feel like they should know? Yeah. I mean, you definitely asked us some interesting questions, definitely about like the nature of our friendship and how that plays into what we're doing. I mean, I think it's fair to find people who are childhood friends Mm -hmm. that um, created a business together and like the like the realities of what it's like to work with someone that you see in social settings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you actually did touch on that. So that's a really fun question to answer. Well, I think of it all the time just because with, you know, I work with my husband and I also do a lot of women's events where I'm working with friends. And I think sometimes from the outside, people can look in on your business, especially what you all have together. And you can think, oh my God, if only I could have that, or, you know, if it it would look this way. And they don't realize all of the things and the pieces that go into it and how many days that you're putting into your business and learning different things that maybe you didn't know. So what are some challenges for you guys that are coming up right now within your business? Maybe something new that you haven't um, had to deal with before. Well, we're definitely... We, we're growing a lot. We've grown you know, f- faster and more substantially in the past year or two than we had in like the prior 5 years um in terms of you know having more employees and just more you know more verticals and platforms in the business but i mean i think probably one of the biggest challenges is that the three of us are all creative mm. naturally and we're not none of us studied business so we're not particularly, you know, that wouldn't be our first choice for what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we, you know, we are a startup and we are bootstrapped. So we, you know, we pretty much have, have gotten to where we are by just always putting the brand first, always focusing on making on creativity and content. But when you have a business of this size, you definitely need people in place who are running the company and are really good at business. But we just wear, you know, we all wear a lot of hats. None of us are particularly inclined towards business. So that's definitely, or naturally, you know, we've definitely learned a lot and improved a lot. But just in terms of like what comes naturally and what we would want to be doing with our time, that's definitely a challenge. Mm, I so feel you. I feel like building that, building your team out is one of the hardest things, especially when, you know, you, I feel like we can also be attracted to the same type of people. Like a creator can be attracted to another creator, like just in life in general of wanting to hang out with those type of people. And, um, you know, we need the implementers and the integrators. And it's, I think that's the challenge of hiring is just, you know, scaling and finding your team. So what is your plan for your business this next? coming year? Do you guys have your your 2019 business plan set? I mean, we're, de- we're definitely expanding. We're looking to hire more people. We have a show that, we're, that we are um, working on for actual TV. We're working on a video series. Um, we are expanding our podcast, as I just um, said. So we're really getting into like a, 
a bunch of different kinds of content that we haven't really necessarily focused on until like we're we're just starting to pick up. So we're really excited about that. Am I missing anything, Sammy? No, I think that I mean our book is is coming is as you know coming out in a month, and it's really our focus for the next month, um, and probably even you know even more after that. But right now, we're very excited about that. Okay, so who exactly when you guys were writing the book, who exactly is the book for? The book is for a, a range of people. I think uh, if, if you're in college and you don't know what you do, want to do with your life, the book is for you. If you're have you're at a job and but you don't really feel fulfilled by it. The book is for you if you do you're at a job and you do feel fulfilled by it, but you want to know how to like take yourself to the next level. This book is for you. This book is really just ha- it, ha- it does have something really for everyone, and it's just sort of a way to talk about like how to succeed in your career, how to be the best version of yourself, how to constantly be making yourself better. But it also has like a lighthearted, fun feeling to it because we try not we try to never really take ourselves that seriously and have everything we do be really telling the, the full truth about what's going on and also be like funny and fun. Mm, I love that. And so when you are going around and talking... Well, you haven't done your tour yet, right? Have you done your tour? Are you doing your tour soon? No. Okay, so what well, are some... After of, the book comes out. Okay, cool. So what are some of the themes? Because I know you've probably given it to people to read early. Is that right? Have Not some pe- many, honestly. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, okay. So I know when I was giving my book out, like, you know, uh, some of your friends come back and they'll tell you different pieces of the book that you're like, wow, I wasn't expecting that from the book or learning different lessons from it. Have you guys heard anything like that yet? Anything surprising that you're learning about it? Um, honestly, we we haven't. We haven't really shown it to that many people yet. I think you got it through our editor. So you got... You definitely got a special early taste um, for press purposes, but you know our employees have read it. They seem to really have enjoyed it and said it was really funny. Yeah, I mean there hasn't been anything that we weren't expecting just yet, but we can definitely keep you posted. Okay, yeah, it's it's so crazy. It's like I think the theme of my book is one thing, and then I'm like, really, that's what you got from it? So, so it's really crazy. So, what are you guys hoping that the book does? Like, what kind of impact when you were writing it and when you put it out into the world? Because I feel like a book is a place where it just kind of holds everything that you feel about a subject. So, you guys seem like you're super passionate about millennials and women really stepping into their career and what makes them happy. Why is that? So we, I mean, this is this is a topic that we feel really passionately about, mostly because we feel like it's sort of describing the way we approach work and we that we would hope that our employees would approach work. And we think it's sort of it's it's set apart from many other career books, not just in the fact that we, you know, we really tell it straight, but we, the focus is meant to be about how to how to embrace doing something you love. Um, I think a lot of us are are brought up thinking that doing something you love means that like every day you wake up and you're super excited about it, and that you're not going to have to deal with hard things. But something we've learned from our experience is that even if you're doing you know your dream job, I'm sure there are a ton of people who would look at us and think that think that we're we're our job is a dream and it's amazing every day. But that even the most amazing jobs, even if you're following your passion, it does it is it, it is work and it you know it has a significant amount of things that you won't enjoy doing, especially as you as you become more successful and spend a lot of time managing people. 
and you're really responsible for big decisions. Just, I guess, kind of redefining what it means to love what you do in a less, you know, a more real, down to earth, grounded way is something that we would hope people would get out of it. I literally love that you just said that because there's so many parts of all of the good things. You know, I've a majority of my friends are all entrepreneurs, and it's like there are so many parts of our day-to-day life that we're like, oh my God, I could so do without this. But that contrast is so vital. It's like, I can't imagine because you know there are these... I don't know if you got, you guys probably see it all the time. Like, oh my God, I'm never going to do another thing that I don't love ever again. Like, I want to make sure I'm only in the joy. And while I so believe that and I so follow it, I'm also like, you have to do the stuff you don't want to do. And you have to feel the pain. You have to do the hard stuff. Like... Having to fire your first employee is like one of the most painful things I've ever done. You know, when I look back a few years in my career, it's like those things are so important and there's so much growth there. So for you guys, what's something, you know, tell me parts of your business that you love and then tell me other parts that you like, what's something that's been so hard for you, but a massive lesson? I would say for us, especially not as natural born business people, like learning the the balance between when you're when you have employees kind of learning the balance between like not micromanaging them yeah um but also making sure to give them enough guidance that they feel like totally prepared to do the best job they can mm. but also making sure you're not being like taken advantage of it's sort of it, every employee is a little bit different and we're definitely learning that the more employees that we have mm-hmm. that there's no necessarily like one formula for managing everyone that's definitely been a learning experience for us as grown Wow, that would be especially with you know, and then I'm I so I'm taking into I'm like stepping into your shoes and taking into account that it's not just one person who's managing employees. It's it's like the dance between three different personalities managing other personalities. I could see where that could be helpful, but also somewhat confusing. So do you guys do like month? Do you do how often do you have to meet? Like how often do you have to do meetings to kind of get on the same page? The three of us or with employees, do you mean? The three of you kind of over your business and the direction of your business to kind of see what does your week look like as far as meeting to make sure that you guys are all on the same page and managing uh, the way that you want to be managing. Yeah. So so every week honestly looks very different for us. But we we sit in the same office, okay, like the same room. So we, we definitely have, you know status meetings every so often, but those come every, you know, every month or so. Um, we review like the basic things like finances and such. But because we're together like all the time and we're constantly talking on text or email, we pretty much stay in the loop constantly with the small things. With the big things, it's more like periodic. So what is what is your if you could paint the picture of like your biggest like wildest dream for the next five years for where you guys are going what would that look like? I mean it's it's hard to predict with like complete accuracy like what the landscape of media will look like in five years yeah. just because it's changed so much even in the past from when we started it. I mean when we started Instagram wasn't even really a thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's like just a major thing that people interact with and spend so much time with every day. So it's very hard to predict like this is exactly where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing, given the nature of of social media and media in general. But we definitely hope to expand. We hope to be like a major media hub. And we really just, above all else, just hope we can keep bringing the consistency of the voice to like any 
any other either social media thing that emerges or anything else that that emerges in our lives that we're able to talk about it in the same way that we've talked about everything else that we have as we've grown up. Mm. I love that. So if you guys had one message that you had to share with people, if literally you just had a, a billboard and that was it, it was like one message for everybody to know coming from you guys, what would that be? Wow, that's a hard one. That's one we've never been asked before. Um, maybe, maybe you know, I hate how cliche this is going to sound, but follow what makes you happy mm. and what you're good at. And really just be honest with yourself about what that is. I think a lot of the times people think, oh, if I just have this, this will make me happy. Or they think that they want something based on what they see on Instagram or what their friends have. But really being honest about what moves you, um, whether it's in a career or, or in a relationship with, with, a, with a person or in the kind of friends you're picking. Um, just really being you know, honest in a way that is... You know, maybe it wasn't what you were raised thinking that, you, that would make you happy. And then you know, just being honest with yourself about what that is and then following that and then living in a way that aligns with that. Mm, so good. One thing I've personally learned is just like to ask for what you want. I think in in the way that a lot of women are brought up is to kind of just like be more reactive. And in business, it's really just so important to be proactive and that's and to to just like figure out what you want and ask for it and say it as early as you can and just have a clear goal. I think that that's the thing that I've learned most anyway over the years. Mm, I think that's so good. Uh, I think they're both beautiful answers. And honestly, that that just kind of brings me into again, how I think that what you're doing is just walking permission to use our voices. And I think that's some of the most powerful, freeing, liberating things that we can possibly do as human beings um, and especially as females. So I'm so grateful that you guys are stepping in so like it's so fiercely like I could literally just go on your page and feel more like I want to be more truthful like I would just want to be more me so I just want to thank you first of all for that and I'm so excited for your book so where can we get the book and are you guys going on tour and where are you going so you can get the book anywhere books are sold Amazon Target Barnes and Noble books a mil um indie indie books you can go to betches.co slash whh um, which stands for When's Happy Hour, <laughs> and you can pre-order there. We really, we really love when people pre-order, as I'm sure you know, as an author with yes. a shared editor. <laughs> pre-orders are super important. So, if you, um, if to the listeners, if you enjoyed this interview, we would really, really appreciate the pre-order. Right now, we are planning an event the week that the book comes out in New York City, or um, we're actually planning two events in New York City. We will be in DC. On, I'm not sure the date, but we it's all posted on betches.co slash whh. I believe we're going to be at Rutgers University and Washington, DC. Um, yeah, we, you know, all the information about where we'll be is at betches.co slash whh. Okay, Hard amazing. Keep it all in the head. Amazing. I will make sure that that is all in the show notes because you guys definitely, definitely go pre-order the book if you want to laugh, if you want really great advice, if you want more permission just to be you, which I truly believe is where we change our life and we change our business because that's how people can hear us. That's how they can find us. That's how they want to consume 
all of your products and everything that you're doing out in the world. So ladies, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Is there any last words that you'd like to share with anyone? Not that I can think of, but follow us at Betches on Instagram. I love it. I love it. Okay, (laughs) you guys. Listen to our podcast. Go follow Um, them. Listen to the podcast and get lost in the Instagram rabbit hole that I did because it was super fun. So you guys, thank you so much for coming on. I will include that all in the show notes. And you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. 
they capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently, and most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, all I'm so excited to share with you. Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.